Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We as human beings are not only social animals. We are also consensus builders. In order to be social, we have to want to avoid conflict and promote harmony. If you think about it from an evolutionary standpoint, conflict is ultimately non-productive. An organism that is in constant conflict with the environment around it is by definition not appropriate for that environment. Furthermore, if you don't find ways to fit into the environment that you find yourself in, you're going to lose out to another organism that has found ways to make the environment its home. My name is Ronika Jacobs from Strive Leadership Consulting, and this is my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've chosen to listen to this one. And I'd like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. episode 110, the importance of an inner circle, inner circle pitfalls. Some conflict is inevitable, but a constant conflict is a recipe for disaster. That's why when our ancestors developed sociability as a solution to finding food, they also had to begin to neutralize the tendency to create conflict. If they didn't, Any groups that formed to make foraging during the daylight safer and more efficient would soon splinter apart and starvation would be the result. So, it can be said that both sociability and consensus consensus building are are both evolutionary solutions to problems of survival. One can't exist without the other. There is a problem with consensus building, however. To a certain point, it is an extremely effective way to avoid conflict and get things accomplished. However, after that point has been reached, consensus building becomes a solution with diminishing returns. Instead of moving forward, nothing gets accomplished. Things remain static, frozen in place. Yes, there is no conflict. However, there is also no spark. There is only a routine that is accepted because it's the status quo. In other words, consensus building has the ability to induce a sort of spiritual and behavioral blindness. Under certain circumstances, we can begin to behave in a certain way simply because everyone else who we observe is behaving that way. 
We stop questioning whether the behavior is good or bad, or at best, we acknowledge that the behavior is bad and yet continue to act in the same way out of a sense of complacency or to avoid perceived conflict. It's almost as if the urge to build consensus can be a trap, keeping us running on a negative wheel, even when we know that what we are doing is destructive. Our social groups are no longer about finding food. Instead, they are about being liked. We all want to be liked. We all want to fit in. We all want to feel that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. We want more friends on Facebook, more followers on Twitter and Instagram. These feelings are natural. They arose out of our ability to think rationally. You see, cognition did nothing to change our sociability or our desire to avoid conflict. If anything, it intensified it. The great undertakings of humanity, farming and agriculture, small towns and populous cities, power politics, resource management, organized military, trade agreements, the arts, the sciences, none of it would have been possible if we first didn't want to be liked as individuals. It's quite simple, really. We all strive to be liked in the various social environments we find ourselves in. We all work to achieve acceptance. We do this by building consensus with the other people in the group in question. This consensus in turn allows for the sociability that allows the group to exist in the first place. This means that we are all influencing the other. We are all affecting the other. We are all reluctant to jeopardize our acceptance within a group of our peers by questioning the shared behaviors that the group exhibits. It can be a vicious cycle. The need for acceptance can, in some instances, allow us to overlook behavior that would otherwise be unacceptable. The result is that a group can develop a form of energy that is not conducive to personal growth. As human beings, we should be naturally changing over time. The opinions that we held 20 years ago are not necessarily the opinions that we have today. And the same goes for taste. What we we enjoy today in terms of music, books, food, and even conversation can certainly change somewhat over time. If we are exposed to new influences, It is natural that we will find a portion of what we experience agreeable and adopt it as our own. You can go so far as to say that a person is not truly whole unless they experience this type of growth as they move through life. However, there are people for whom this is not true. I just recently attended an event with classmates whom I haven't seen in 20 years. When I saw these people who I went to school with after all this time, I came to a surprising realization. There were some who had flowered. They had grown from the person they were into the person they are now. It is likely that this growth had a positive effect on them. Perhaps they were more interesting than I remembered, but for certain they were different than I remembered. And then there were traces of them that were still the same as I remembered. Then there were other people who seemed to have not changed one iota. They were, for all intents and purposes, the same person that I knew long ago. 
They had the same opinions. They had the same outlooks. They had not significantly grown in any manner. And in some cases, they may have actually developed viewpoints that were narrower than previously. I can certainly say encountering these people was not as pleasant as encountering the classmates who had changed for the better. For lack of a better term, the people who had grown were somehow more positive individuals and the people who stayed the same were somehow less positive. There was probably no greater difference between the individuals in the two groups other than who they surrounded themselves with. You can be assured that the people who who had experienced growth had a strong inner circle comprised of individuals from all walks of life. There was a diversity in their circle of friends that was reflected in how they experienced the world. They were more open to differing opinions. They accepted new ideas. They saw the world as a series of possibilities, not penalties. There was a risk of encountering conflict within that circle, but it was an accepted risk, one that was outweighed by the benefits of openness and change. The second group likely had surrounded themselves with individuals who shared their worldview. There was very little diversity in this group, either in demographic or in outlook. Ideas and opinions were judged according to the prevailing view. Things occurred in their lives according to expectation. There was no growth. There was only stillness. And into that stillness crept paralysis. Independent thought was difficult. An individual taste was nearly impossible. There was security in the group, but the price paid for that security was extremely high and overvalued. The lessons here are clear. The security found in some groups can be stifling because the stability of the group is paramount. Anything that even remotely threatens the consensus that allows the group to exist must be sacrificed. The group is stable, but the stability is a trap. Like a dog chasing its tail, the members of this type of circle go around and around and around to no good purpose. Change is not allowed. Growth is forbidden. Natural human curiosity or kindness are reined in. Each member influences the others to maintain the party line. Bad or destructive habits and behaviors continue because there's no incentive to change them. Tied together and blind to the real potential that they all contain. The members of this group are like a climber who has fallen into a glacier's crevice. Crushed under tons of ice, they are perfectly preserved, unchanged, and unchanging. While the outside world continues in its ever-variable path. Your inner circle should be bringing out the best parts of the real you. They should not be inhibiting those parts or preventing them from developing as they should. When you are with the people who comprise your current inner circle, you should never have to agree to an action or an idea that you don't agree with. You should never have to suppress yourself. 
You should never be less than all that you can be. If you feel that the people around you are keeping you from growth, you have a duty to yourself to replace them with people who will empower you to be your true self. So I want to leave you with a few takeaways. Number one, we are not only social animals, we are also consensus builders. Consensus building is a way to avoid conflict. Number two, we are programmed to try and avoid conflict while in social groups. This is why we strive to be liked and to be accepted. Number three, People can find themselves being unable to fully realize their potential due to the attitudes of the people in their circle. A circle, a social circle can either be negative and exclusive or positive and inclusive. Number four, people whose social circle is positive and inclusive find themselves achieving their true potential. People whose social circle is negative and exclusive have problems experiencing personal growth. And finally, number five, if you feel that the people around you are keeping you from growth, you have a duty to yourself to replace them with people who will empower you to be your true self. My name is Ronika Jacobs. From Strive Leadership Consulting. If you liked what you heard on this podcast, please comment, please share. I really appreciate that. If you need more information, you can visit my website, www.striveforleadership.com. I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope you continue to strive for leadership. Strive for more. See you in the next episode. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.